This is the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. We help you grow your faith as you grow your business. And now, your host, Jesse Cole. Welcome to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. I am your host, Coach Jesse Cole. Thank you for joining us today. I am excited for you, your family, your business, and I'm excited about what God is doing to you, through you, for you, and in you. And I just got notification that we've had 300 downloads of our podcast since we started uh, last, I believe, September, August, September. And so I'm excited about that, and um, I'm excited about what's going to be happening in, in the next six to nine months. And so today's podcast is something that's near and dear to my heart, something I've been kind of grappling with over the last month and a half. And so if you've been watching the news, you've been seeing a lot of social disturbance happening ever since um, the George Floyd Jr. incident. And so um, it's more than an incident. It was a murder. He was murdered in the streets by uh, law enforcement. And so when I saw that, it kind of brought back some some memories and it brought back some feelings that I had buried for a long time. And so I was kind of, the, the month of June, I was just in a, I was stuck, y'all. I'm not even going to lie to you. I was kind of stuck trying to run a business, being a father and a husband and dealing with, you know, my whole civic leadership responsibilities. It was, it was, it was a tough month for me. And so today's podcast is going to be entitled Black Lives Matter Sometimes. Yep. We're going to be talking about Black Lives Matter dot 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 <laughs> sometimes. And I just wanted to just document just how I've been feeling over these last couple of uh, couple of months and um, just share it with you of, of where I am, because just like everybody else, like I don't have all the answers. You don't have all the answers. The government doesn't have all the answers. We know we see a problem. We hear the cries. And if you are black in America or a minority in America, you are one of the ones who are crying. And so we feel it. We see it. We smell it. We taste it. Right. We hear it every single day. We are inundated with this level of paranoia because of what we look like. Right. And so that's why I say like black lives matter sometimes. And so I'm just on, I'm on I'm on my journey. y'all. I'm on my journey to find what my assignment is in the solution. I understand that everybody is not going to be Martin Luther King. Everybody's not going to be Rosa Parks. They're not going to be Mother Teresa. They're not going to be Malcolm X. You, you, you may not have a national voice or an international voice. You may not be like a Gandhi, but I believe that we all still have a part to play in, in this solution. And so here was, here was my, my dilemma. Here was what, this is what kept me stuck over these last couple of weeks. As a, as a kingdom citizen, as a believer of Jesus Christ, as a follower of Christ, as someone who believes that, you know, God is the father, Jesus is the son, and Holy Spirit is our, is our guide and, and our comforter. I believe that, right? I was raised in the church. I can do church well. But on the other hand, I'm this, I'm a black man in America. And I just, it, it really just didn't sit well with me how some people were trying to whitewash this issue with scripture or, or, or with the word of God, right? And listen, the word of God is our standard. That is what we are supposed to be. That is who, that's who we're called to be. But I'm also a black man that has this black experience that comes along with a lot of pain and paranoia, right? And so I was kind of stuck in the middle. 
Like how as a believer, how do I as a believer and as a black man make this thing work? <laughs> like, like what does it all mean to me? And I know I'm not the only one who felt this way. I'm not the only one who feels this way. And so it was hard for me to go full out church with it or kingdom with it, which I know is the standard. I'm not saying it is not. It was hard for me to go all out that way and just abandon who I am as a black man, abandon my experience, right? And so I really believe that in order for us to really um, apply kingdom to this situation, we have to deal with the issues. We can't just whitewash the issues. We can't just you know, abandon what we see and what we hear and what we smell and what we feel. Like, I believe that part of kingdom is dealing with issues. If you were in a marriage that's on the rocks, you're going to counseling because you need to deal with the issues. You can't just say, I love her or I love him and that's enough. Like, that is the standard, but you still have underlying issues that's preventing you from loving one another to the point to where you guys want to stay together. Like there's some stuff you got to deal with. And I think that Jesus's life exemplifies that. Like he was always dealing with the heart of the matter. Of course, he would, he would feed the immediate need and he would always put the standard before us, but he was always challenging us through scripture. And during that time when he was, you know, walking the earth, he was always challenging those around him, challenging their hearts challenging their minds, challenging their intentions, dealing with the issues. You know, during this time, I've had friends call me that I haven't seen or heard from in over 20 years, white friends that I haven't heard from that are connected to me via social media. And I put a video out about a month ago about just how I was feeling at the time. And people were reaching out to me, you know, Jesse, I heard your heart in that video. And if you are if you were connected to me on social media, you've probably seen it. If you're not, you can still go back and watch it. It was about a month ago, right? And I was just sharing what I'm sharing with you right now. And they were asking me, you know, Jesse, I hear your heart. What do I need to do as a white woman? What do I need to do as a white man to be part of the solution? And again, I was stuck. Like, who am I to tell you what you need to do to be part of this solution? I can't tell you that. But what I can tell you is how I want to feel when I'm around you. I want to feel valued. I want to sense. I want to know that you see me as valuable, that you treat me as a human being, that, that my feelings are validated, that my emotions, that my mindset, that my point of view is valued from a human perspective. Like, I know I want to feel that. I know I want to, I want to see that. I want to smell that. I want to taste that. But for me to tell you what to do will be hard for me to say because it's a heart issue. And I don't believe these people that reach out to me are, you know, racist, but they were just showing compassion and empathy. And I really appreciate that. But part of empathy is really dealing with the issue. So if if I were to tell you anything, if you are my friend or I call you my brother in Christ and you are a Caucasian American, I would I would ask you to. Dig into your bloodline to see where those where those 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 silent racism though or 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 the naivety of of of, of the culture of others exist and begin to deal with those seeds because if you don't deal with those seeds, they are silently being permeated throughout the generations after you. Right? It, this this is a heart issue. 
right? This is a heart issue. I remember a couple of years ago when the whole, I believe it was the, the Trayvon Martin things were happening and we had like a week. Um, well, it was after the Trayvon Martin thing, excuse me. And, but we had about a week of people, of, of, of videos coming out of, of officers, police officers killing unarmed black men. And then by the end of the week, we saw officers being killed by civilians and by citizens. Right. And there was this big outcry of, you know, let's pray, let, let's, let's pray for our law enforcement. Right. And so during that week, I was preparing to go speak at a, um, at a youth conference in Virginia, in Southwest Virginia. And the start of the conference, the launching of the conference was at what was at a Southern Baptist church. Right. So they asked me to come in and to speak um, on the Sunday before the youth conference was supposed to begin at one of the local colleges. So I go, I stay with the host family who was, you know, the, the pastor of the church and his family who were white, beautiful people. I didn't feel any angst when I was there. Very cordial, accommodating and great food, too. Let me tell you that. Right. And they, they made me feel welcome. And it wasn't like an uncomfortable welcome. I felt like I was a human being. Right. And so we got up Sunday morning and we went to church. And before I got up and spoke, the pastor of the church, who was my host family, um, he mentioned that there was a lot of things going on that week, a lot of killings and officers who had got killed. He said, let's pray for the officers. Let's pray for these officers because we have officers in our, within our church and we want to make sure that they're covered in prayer. So during that moment, I kind of felt a certain way because he only prayed for the officers who were killed. He didn't pray. He didn't pray for the black men that were killed by officers during that week as well. And so in that moment, I had the decision to make and I had to ask Holy Spirit, OK, God, like, show me what you want me to say. Show me what you want me to do in this moment, because I'm in this man's church and I know what I feel as a black man. I know. I felt how tight my wife hugged me when she dropped me off at the airport that that uh, the day before. I saw the tears in her eyes when she said, I need you to make it home. I'm going on a church outing, a church event, and she's saying, I need you to make it home. So, so all this stuff is running in my mind and, uh, alongside of everything that's happened this week. And this pastor gets up and says, let's pray for the officers. But he didn't even mention the other men, the fathers, the brothers, the uncles, the black men that were killed during that week. And so Holy Spirit said, you need to address that in a graceful way. So I get up and before my sermon, I acknowledged him and I acknowledged the fact that we need to pray for the officers as well, but also acknowledged the fact that we needed to pray for the other men who were killed as well. Right. And so after that, I went into my sermon and after the sermon and in the receiving line. So, you know, that when you get done preaching in most churches, you get in the, the pastor and the guest pastor gets in a receiving line and everybody comes by and tells you how the sermon was and shakes your hand and meets you and greets you right it's like a like a, a meet and greet line and it was about 150 people in that church that didn't look like me right I was the only one who looked like me in that church and near the end of the line I remember this lady came up to me and she shook my hand and she said Minister Jesse thank you very much for saying what you said because sometimes us white people feel as if we're the only ones here on this earth Thank you for saying what you said. And in that moment, I felt like somebody saw me. I felt like somebody heard me. I felt like my point of view was valued. I felt like I was looked at as a human being because of what that sister said to me. Right. And now I had to go into this whole week of, of speaking to over 400 
students and, 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 and counselors and parents about what kingdom looks like for a whole week. So like that's like things like that. That's been my experience over these last couple of weeks. Excuse me, over these last couple of years. Right. And so at, at the beginning of this of this podcast, I talked about, you know, my journey to find my assignment in this solution. Like there is a solution. I believe that everybody that is alive today has a part to play in the solution. Again, you may not be the face of a movement. You may not get to sit at the, the table of the decision makers. You may not get to make policy, but everybody has a part to play, whether on the micro level or the macro level. So if you're not the kind of person who's going to be granted access to these back rooms making these decisions, you can still make sure that you are part of the solution in your family, in your neighborhood, in your church, in your city. Like there are so many platforms. There are so many levels to being a part of the solution. Maybe you're not supposed to start an organization. Maybe you're supposed to volunteer for an organization that brings change, that is part of the solution, right? Everybody has a civic responsibility to be a part of the solution. So I had to find mine. And so I'm on a journey to find mine. I, I know what my civic responsibility is. My civic responsibility is youth leadership, helping our young people understand leadership and how to build them and, 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 and train them and, and to equip them, and equip this next generation to be great leaders with great hearts, with great focus, with the kingdom agenda. Like I know that is my, that's my civic responsibility. But to be honest with you, over the last couple of years, I kind of, I've been laxed in that. I'm going to tell you why. Because when I first started my speaking business, my speaking business was centered around speaking in schools and organizations. So it was more of a business to me. I didn't look at it as a civic responsibility. And as God was transitioning me from that to what I'm doing now, I kind of left that behind because I looked at it as a business model that I wasn't doing anymore. But during all of this thing, all of these things that have been happening over these last couple of months, God reminded me that that was not just a business model or business opportunity. I was actually in my civic responsibility during that time. So he's calling me back to that on a different level. Right. So part of my solution is getting more in touch with the issues so that I can have these conversations on an intelligent level and not just an emotional level. I want to move from I feel to I know. Right. I want to be able to move from from I see it from my perspective to let's talk about it from a global perspective. So part of my solution is, you know, going back to school, get, getting a certification in some areas where that, that, that's going to build me up and, and, and strengthen me up so that I can add more value, reading more books, having conversations with people who are versed in these areas so that I can find my way in this, right? Filtering everything through, from, through a kingdom lens, filtering all these perspectives through a kingdom lens. Like, what does God say about this? And God, what is my position? What is my role? What is my assignment in this? So when I talk about Black Lives Matter, sometimes that hits me, too, because I have I put it down for a while. I put down my assignment for a while. And again, I didn't even know that was my assignment. I looked at it as a business, but I put it down. So as I was doing it, Black Lives Matter. But when I wasn't doing it, that's the sometimes part. So look through your life, survey your life and ask yourself. Do black lives matter to me. 
We know that from, from a kingdom perspective, everybody matters. We know that. But what's going on right now in our society, I believe that not only the church, pastors, community leaders, but the kingdom has to step up and address this issue from a kingdom perspective. And I believe that we all have a part to play in the solution. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. You can support the podcast by subscribing, downloading your favorite episode, and sharing the podcast via social media. Don't forget to visit KingdomMogulCoaching.com to find more resources to help you grow your faith as you grow your business. Remember, what you want to become depends on your willingness to become it.